Love is in the air and Minky Couture has the best gift ever for your Valentine. Don't give candy and flowers a die. Give a unique and luxurious gift that lasts. Show your love you care with a new hugs blanket from Minky Couture. Nothing says I love you like a warm, cozy Minky Couture blanket that hugs you back. Give them a hug, and while you're at it, give yourself a hug too. You deserve it. Minky Couture has the perfect blanket that says I love you. Shop stores and online at MinkyCouture.com. Well, the International Food, Wine, and Travel Writers Association, who we call IFTWA, is a nonprofit organization and a resource base for writers and other professionals in the food, wine, and travel industries. And it truly is this amazing and effective global network of journalists and photographers who cover the hospitality and lifestyle fields and the people who promote them. So it's, it's a really good network to be part of. And, you know, they have so many member benefits, press trips, like I know I was saying earlier at the show right now. I'm watching all these travel writers and photographers cover Jordan. I mean, that's a bucket list destination. Mm-hmm. Um, and some are, you know, going through Austria and Germany on a Viking river cruise. Some are in Birmingham, Alabama, soaking up the history there. Um, and they also just came back from the San Juan Islands and Whidbey and Kamano Islands up in Washington State, which we'll be talking about today. Um, but not only are there press trips, there's an opportunity to be have your photography or your writing featured in their Food, Wine, Travel magazine that comes out quarterly. There's a monthly newsletter that gives you tips and story opportunities. That's really important for journalists. And it's always good to be around people who do the same thing that you do. Networking. Networking and learning little tips yeah, from each other, helping each other. I think it, that just moves everybody up. I love it. Well, it's like even on social media, you'll see, you know, if you use hashtag IFTWA um, as writers, if you see that, and, and I like to follow them just to see all these amazing places they're going to, so that you see it on social media, everyone working together as well, awesome. which is like a really cool team, which I think really benefits the world of travel, um, which, you For know, sure. helps build the economy, not only locally, but around the world. So IFTWA rocks. Check them out at ifwtwa.org. Uh, Today, we're going to be talking about one of their bigger benefits, too, is they have the conference um, every year to two years, and the 2018 IFTWA conference uh, is held May 5th through 7th, so in beautiful springtime uh, in 2018. It's going to be up in Whidbey and Kamano Islands in Washington State, and that's what we're going to talk about today. We have two special guests joining us. The first one is Alan Cox. He is a freelance travel and lifestyle writer. He is the editor-in-chief of Northwest Travel Magazine, beautiful publication. He's also the first VP and board member and chair of the IFTWA's Awards Committee, and he's the vice chair of Pacific Northwest Travel Writers Conference, and he writes for magazines and the web, and he's authored two awesome books, Best Easy Day Hikes Seattle and Best Easy Day Hikes Tacoma for Falcon Guides, and he also does a lot of speaking on travel and travel writing, and he's been a member of IFTWA since 2008. Cool. I know, and he's been on our show, and welcome back. Alan, it's good to have you back. Thanks. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, I mean, this is up in your neck of the woods, right? The Pacific Northwest, where where the Ab- conference is going to held. Absolutely, huh? it's a it's, it's a short drive from where I live, actually. Oh, nice, nice. And but then you get to hop on a ferry, though, right? To get there, or are you driving? I do. Okay, no, that's you cool. can you can hop on a ferry, or you can drive around and cross a bridge to get there. So um, there are a couple of ways. Nice. So tell me a little bit about IFTWA. You know, I know that you've been a member since two thousand eight, and now you're going into your 10th year. 
you know, I was talking about the benefits and what the organization is about, but you're, you know, a strong member and obviously, you know, on the board and vice president. So what are some of the main benefits that you've, you know, had from being a member and also, you know, getting up there in the ranks with it, with the organization? Well, let, let me just talk about my path a little bit and, and what inspired me to join, because I think that applies to so many of our members um, or people thinking about joining. Um, what I did, uh, travel writing and editing is a second career for me. Um, I retired from um, first career in marketing. I uh, became a travel writer. I was fairly successful at it. And, I, and, and during that time when I thought, well, I need to network with other people doing this, that, that was my main goal, um, and to uh, just try and garner some credentials uh, in the field just for credibility, I, I was looking for organizations to join, and I, uh, IFTO, IFTO was one of them. Mm. And it really appealed to me because of its benefits. It had um, press trips every year that it offered that were fantastic. It had um, a great network of other professionals in the field, um, and so it was the organization for me. I mm. I joined, and I'm really glad I did because uh, one of the great benefits is a monthly newsletter that comes out that's fantastic, uh, and one of the great features of that newsletter is um, – uh, leads, market leads for where to get published. Well, I took those seriously. I followed up on a couple of those leads, and I'll tell you, I got assignments that um, paid for my membership um, several years over. So it was very, very beneficial um, just in getting in some writing under my belt, some published clips, um, some income. It was great. And uh, that's, that's truly one of the greatest benefits, I think, of the organization. I love that. I love to hear that. It's, and I, I love the networking of everyone as well, as Nancy was talking about earlier. Um, I want to bring our next special guest on, uh, Sherry Wyatt. And uh, Sherry serves as the PR and marketing manager at Whitby and Kamano Islands Tourism, again, up in Washington State. And um, I know that, you know, she's got some background here in Northwest cider and wine industries. So happy Champagne Day, Sherry. Welcome <laughs> to the show. <laughs> the best day of the year. Thank you for I having know. me. I know. It's good to have you on the show, and I know that your area, I mean, food and wine is a big part of it, right? It's really important to the islands. You know, we're sort of a self-sustaining. We could probably eat our way every day through the islands and never have to leave, but we do have the chance to bring on um, some of the other grapes from eastern Washington to make red wines here as well, so we kind of oh, have wow. the best of all worlds. That's nice. So, um, and everyone, the the website is WhitbyKamanoIslands.com. That's W-H-I-D-B-E-Y KamanoIslands.com. That's Kamano with a C. So, tell us a little bit about where you are, because I know there's the San Juan Islands, there's Whitby Kamano Islands. Like, how far are you from Seattle for everyone to kind of get it in their minds of how to get to you? And I want to get on a right. ferry, by the way. <laughs> I'm into that. Right, right. So if you were to fly into SeaTac Airport, for example, right out of Seattle, you would just drive 27 miles north, and you would be able to catch a ferry right at the Mukilteo Clinton Ferry Dock. And that ferry is a 20-minute crossing. It runs every 30 minutes, and it puts you right on the tip of Whidbey Island. So it's not that far from Seattle. Kameno Island is about 50 miles north, and you just drive over a bridge right onto Kameno. And um, with the island, it's about, it's about 50 miles long, so there's lots to see all the way up and down the island. And then there's another ferry 
that leads with the island, and you can come on that, that way as well over in the Olympic Peninsula. So there's mm. a couple different ways to get here that are very close, and you can just drive right on the ferry. It's uh, no reservation needed, and it's a, you know runs every 30 minutes. It's, it's uh, very oh. easy to get here. Okay, so it's not Kamano Island, it's Kamano. I've got to get that right. But also, um, it's interesting too, I was reading that uh, Whidbey Island is a scenic isle way as well, and, and it's part of the Cascade Loop. Tell us about that part of it, because I'm like, road trip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, so America's best little unknown drive, you know, really, is the, the Cascade Loop. It's about 400 miles, and it takes you through um, the whole part of the state, and we're the island part of that drive. So we include the ferry, the bridge, Deception Pass Bridge, which is on the north end of the island, and then our whole island, which is a scenic highway. So it's a it's a great little drive. I mean, it's a it's so easy to get to from Seattle, and then you just jump on and and you get to see a little bit of the whole taste of the of the the state of Washington all in one drive. Mm-hmm. It takes you through Leavenworth and takes you through um, you know the, the North Cascade Mountains, and it's a it's a great little drive. And, and also, um, when you, you look at your islands, you know, we were talking about wildlife and grizzly bears that Alan is fond of like we are. <laughs> so mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about that because, you know, I was looking at photos and going to your website. It looks like we can go kayaking and, and see all kind of like bald eagles and, and all kinds of amazing sea life. There is a lot of sea life here. Being islands, of course, we're surrounded by water. And we have one of the uh, natural migration paths for a number of different birds as well as the whales. So the gray whales come through. They're coming up from Baja and making their way up to Alaska, and this is just the natural place for them to stop, and this will be during the conference. Actually, it's about the time the whales will be here. So we're hoping we have a chance to to see the whales, because you can even just see them from the ferry. Um, They're just, we like to watch them from the shore, actually. It's, Mm. It's kind of exciting. You can even hear them come up and feed along the shore coastline. Um, we do have a lot of birds. It's uh, It just seems to be um, a, a perfect place to live, and I found that for myself, and I think that our animals naturally have found it here too. Um, we also have a lot of farms, and I think, you know, farms just contribute to the rural landscape. Mm-hmm. There's over 450 um, small farmers on both islands. And wow. it's also a big, um, wow. yeah, I know. We just did a count, and we couldn't believe it ourselves. Um, it's, everybody seems to have a small farm, and so we have very vibrant you know, farming community, and there's also a shellfish farm here, which the the riders will have a chance to tour. Pinco shellfish, they they sell over 200 million mussels um, a year, 200 million pounds of mussels. Wow. So it's it's very, uh, you know, we're still very rich and lucky to have so many wonderful things growing here. I love this. I think this sounds like a perfect destination for IFTWA writers and photographers, but uh, for the conference, Alan, is, is all of this what contributed to you guys choosing uh, Whidbey and Kamano Islands to, to be the destination for the 2018 conference? Absolutely. In fact, I'm thinking the conference theme should be Farmers, Mussels, and Whales, oh my. Um, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's uh, you know, in terms of uh, our site selection for the annual conference, this is a real departure from uh, previous uh, destinations where we've held the conference. We've done the conference on cruise ships, luxury resorts. Um, we've never done anything quite like this in a rural island landscape uh, that that has, I don't know, we chose it just because of its authenticity. Um, it's an amazing place. Being familiar with it, that, that helped, of course, but 
um, just the farm-to-table food scene, um, the authenticity of um, just the landscape, the history, um, the welcoming people, it all, it all added up to a great destination. This is exciting, I think, and also, you know, being so central, like, well, not necessarily central, but close to a, a major airport as well, SeaTac, and uh, this makes it easy for everybody to fly in, because I know you've got, a, you've got an international membership, IFTWI. I mean, it says International Food, Wine, Travel Writers Association. I know that there's a big part um, that is, is in Australia, you know, so you, you, people are going to be flying in from across the country and around the world for this conference. So, um, and everyone, again, it starts May 5th and runs through May 8th, 2018, and so registration, um, before we get into the the details of this, of, of the actual conference. I know that there's so many benefits of going, um, but when can people register, and do you have to be an IFTWA member to register? Great question. Uh, you do not have to be an IFTWA member to register, um, and we plan to have registration live uh, around mid-November. I'm shooting for November 15th, um, and you can just go to our website, ifwtwa.org, uh, to look at the conference details and register online. Um, the registration uh, will be open, uh, and the registration includes all conference activities as well as uh, lodging. And uh, wow. so it will be really easy to register. The uh, rate, I just wanted to mention the rate, um, we, we really are striving to keep costs affordable at the conference. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're, you know, for early bird member registration, you get the full conference for $200. That does not include lodging, but the lodging has a special group rate as well. So it's a, considering what you're getting at the conference and the experiences you'll have compared to other writers' conferences, it is a real value. Hmm. And, and do you know the rates now? I know that this is still being put together, but, or, or no? Uh, no, I know rates. Um, are you talking about lodging? Yeah, well, just for the lodging and then also the conference so people can get yeah. an idea and start getting right. their budget together. Yeah, the, great. Uh, the, early, the early bird registration uh, will be $200 for members, and that's it. Um, the, wow. The lodging is 122 a night. Mm -hmm. That's including tax. And then uh, transportation from SeaTac Airport to the hotel on Whidbey Island is separate, but that's only $79 round trip uh, on the Whidbey Island shuttle. Wow. So it's really a great bargain. Um, cost effective. I mean, because I know, let's talk about what you're going to get for this. You're going to go, you're going to stay at this beautiful uh, Camp Casey, which is a historic military base, but it's a conference center now. Um, but can we, I, I'll talk about that with Sherry and so she can give her, uh, us an overview of where people will be. But when it comes right. to What's happening? Can we talk a little bit about what the writers will get in regards to education from this? Absolutely. Um, first of all, writers will be staying uh, in Oak Harbor, which is the largest oh, okay. town on the island, and they'll be staying at a hotel called the Coachman Inn. Very nice place, um, full service hotel, and uh, they will have they will be staying there and having breakfast there every morning. Then we're providing a shuttle service. Uh, to shuttle all of the attendees from the hotel to Camp Casey, where the conference will be held. Mm -hmm. so, um, so when they get there on Sunday, the 5th, they will check into the hotel. You know, the shuttle will take them there. They'll check into the hotel. And that evening we're going to have a lovely welcome reception for everybody, uh, just sort of an icebreaker 
at the Oak Harbor Yacht Club, which will be fully catered uh, with uh, local beverages. Uh, mm-hmm. That'll be a nice event. Then the next day, Monday, I'm is the there, full Alan. day. You said local beverages were there. <laughs> yeah, I know. Me too. Uh, there's some there's some great wines, beers, uh, and uh, ciders, everything that will probably show up there. Um, then Monday, uh, we are going to shuttle everybody to Camp Casey, which is, I think, about 15 to 20 minutes away. Uh, it's a beautiful, Sherry will tell you more about that, but it's a beautiful historic site, um, a former military base on uh, right on the water. It's gorgeous. Mm. Uh, and it's uh, the conference facilities there are uh, what I would consider a little more rustic, but in a good way, um, because you have the authenticity of the history there. Mm. Uh, but it has full, you know, fully modern uh, conference amenities. Uh, what they'll experience on Monday is uh, a keynote speaker, which we are nailing down right now, so I can't announce who it is. But the topic will be sort of future trends in travel journalism, so it's a very relevant topic for everybody there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll have a panel of uh, both uh, farmers and chefs uh, talking about the food-to-table scene on the island, um, the, mm. the farm-to-table scene. And then um, we'll have a, a tourism panel uh, with, you know, talking about sort of the three pillars of tourism there besides the culinary scene, and that is art, heritage, and adventure. Mm. Uh, we will also have a tourism marketplace uh, where the attendees can meet uh, representatives from several destinations, many around the Northwest and beyond, um, and you know, just network with them and uh, learn about their destinations and possibly talk to them about future media trips uh, to their destinations. And uh, then we'll have some workshops uh, really focused on uh, the marketing aspect of uh, freelance media. And uh, so it's really a very educational day. Uh, the day will end with a dine-around in the charming uh, town of Coopville, which is the state's second oldest town. And uh, it's a waterfront town, so people will love that. It's very walkable. And the next day uh, is kind of more relaxing. Uh, it's going to be an island tour and Sherry will probably tell you a lot more about that. I love this, all this education that's going into it, and I think, you know, because the travel industry for writers has really, really changed, and there's actually more opportunities where at one point it got scary for people, right? <laughs> this right. Is it. And now it's changed, and, and the Internet is changing on a daily basis. Uh, what Google is doing, what Facebook is doing, you know, social media. So I think it's really important to be able to go to an event like this. Sherry, I, I wanted to ask you, um, you know, on the you know on the tourism side as a destination, how important is something like this? You know, conferences are, uh, I know, very very strong um, for you know, tourism and for the economy of a community. But when you look at this being a conference full of travel writers, this has got to be, like, exceptional for you guys because that means, you know, Whitby and Kimeno Islands are going everywhere. So it's going to be front-page news in our little papers, that's for sure. <laughs> Everyone is rolling out the red carpet. And, you know, something about an island coming together for this makes it even more special. Um, I found mm-hmm. when I moved here that, Something about island people is it is just different. They are mm. are so aware of each other and supportive of each other that um, we're going to have a, a real red carpet rolled out for these writers, 
and and yet retain our authenticity and mm. you know um, that sense of rustic elegance um, that we are we are who we are you know we're not going to change who we are we are going to put you on a on a, a jet boat and take you out to see the mussel raft and meet with farmers and you know it'll be one on one with with real characters I think that people mm. will like to write about and get to meet and um, that's probably one of the reasons that the writers conference was chosen for here is that. It is just going to be a little different than what they've done before, but I think there'll be uh, so many stories and photographs that come out of it. I I love to hear authenticity from both of you and Mm. sense of place. I think um, as travelers, I mean, travelers have changed too, that we want the real deal. We want to know about the history and um, and, you know, Ellen, when you were talking about um, where the conference is going to be held um, at Camp Casey, I think that's really neat that you're saying it's, it's, Yes, there's luxury resorts and everything out there in the world, and, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. We all like luxury and champagne here. But I think it's really neat when you can be in a place and you're spending time in there listening to conference uh, lectures and things, but you're soaking up an atmosphere. And I think that's where you have to go somewhere. And, and I think that's what travel writers want and travelers want. They want to actually soak up the true atmosphere. So, uh, Sherry, can you tell us a little bit about Camp Casey? Yes, uh, one of the reasons Camp Casey was selected by, by our group, putting together our proposal, was because of its its genuine atmosphere for creativity. You know, once you, you're there, your your mind is open to learn. It, it's quiet. It's tranquil and beautiful. It's, it's not a ballroom, though. You're in a historic, a series of different historic buildings, and they all have views of, of the water and Evie's Landing, um, is, is a National Historical Reserve. I should probably tell you this first, that, that a big portion of the island is part of a, a national park, and a National Historical Reserve. And so all this land is protected. And we have um, actually seven state parks as well on the island. So you're going to be really immersed in an environment that is conducive. I want to move there. They're <laughs> <laughs> looking at each other like, let's move. Let's well, <laughs> we I'll, love I'll Tucson too. Funny, but I have a funny story about that. I, I was... Not sure I would tell you this, but I was just a visitor 10 years ago, and my husband and I were, were looking around, and we just looked at each other, and, and why don't we move here? <laughs> you know, we, we were, seriously, I think that's the, everyone has their island story of how they arrived, and, and for us, it was actually 10 years ago in October, so it was, you know, 2007, when we made the move, wow. and um, we never looked back, never never wow. been sorry, and always found that we were very welcome here, so it's a very special place, and um, Evie's Landing, let me just re- re- get back to the yeah. conference itself, but Evie's Landing is, uh, includes the town of Coopville, which, as Alan mentioned, is a very little walkable historic waterfront that has an old wharf, and it's where Practical Magic, the movie, was filmed. So if oh, you've seen cool. the film, that, then you'll remember, and you'll go, oh, I always wanted to go there. Well, yeah. this is it. This is the real deal, and Officer and a Gentleman, Parts of it were filmed at, at Fort Casey, and there is really still an old fort with cannons and a, and a lighthouse, and, um, and it's, it just has that real genuine, as if time stood still. In fact, I've even seen a black and white and color picture, you know, showing a um, hundred years ago, Oak Harbor, and a hundred years ago, and in Coopville, and they look the same. <laughs> that is so cool. No, that that is that is authenticity to the max you know when you think of it you know where it really looks like hey it's the same and a hundred years has gone by and 
you know, when you talk about, you know, history being preserved that way, and then you've got the wilderness areas preserved, and I think that's part of, like, even our national park system is so amazing. We had friends go to Kings Canyon in in California's Sequoia region um, way in the 60s, and they made this video, and we were able to go to the same place, and pretty much it was, like, the same. The, the same. And <laughs> you just don't get that that often. So what you're talking about and having that as a town and, like, that's amazing. That's amazing. One of the reasons it's been able to maintain that is also because we have a naval air station on the very north end that is it's the premier number one naval air station in the world. It, it gets this rating every year. Uh, it's called um, NAS Whitby. And, you know, mm. they, they provide some of that economic engine that, that mm-hmm. keeps the, the island vibrant but it doesn't change the south end so much as it, it just has added um, that ability to keep economic development alive and you know, the things that you need to, to keep an island running. So it's- With 40 years of experience, thousands of investors, a proven track record, and more than $3 billion in assets under management, Reef provides exceptional commercial real estate investment offerings at the click of a button. Visit us at rreaf.com backslash investor. We own and operate all our properties, and that's important because we have skin in the game. Unlike the middleman, you can call or visit us anytime. Hedge market volatility with our lucrative offerings, open to accredited investors only. Visit rreaf.com backslash investor. Is your money working for you? The best way to hedge volatility and inflation is investing in commercial real estate with Reef. That's rreaf.com backslash investor. Skip the crowdfunding sites and invest directly with Reef. Reef owns and operates each investment, cutting out the middleman and providing investors with exclusive off-market deals. There is no better time than the present to explore our lucrative portfolio of commercial real estate. Open to accredited investors only. Visit rreaf.com backslash investor. It's a really great partnership we have with the Naval Air Station. and It's been a nice balance. This is very cool. Alan, too, um, so you have your conference, but there's also a post-conference fam trip, right, that you set up. I know that that's a normal part of of these conferences, that you can go further. Yes, that's absolutely right. Um, A selected group of writers who will um, apply will be vetted and and selected for um, a fam trip, Uh, and Sherry is putting together um, the fam trip on Camano Island, actually. So this will be the opportunity for writers to explore Camano Island, which is the neighboring island, uh, and uh, it's it has its own charm. Uh, it's very rural, and Sherry can tell you more about the island and the activities that will be on that fam trip. But um, I think we're looking at uh, two or three days, I can't remember, uh, exploring that uh, uh, that island. Nice. Tell us a little bit more, Sherry, because I heard that there could be a tulip festival involved. Yes, so um, every year the annual tulip, uh, you know, the Skagit Valley is just famous for their tulips, and we'll be able to, to grow right through the, the tulip fields as we make our way north off of Whidbey Island over Deception Pass, which is a gorgeous bridge, and it's the most visited state park in, in Washington State, actually. So we'll head over there, we'll go through the Skagit Valley, and onto Camino Island, where the first night they'll spend at Camel Beach State Park, and it's a 1935 old fishing resort that has been mm-hmm. um, converted into a state park, and they'll be staying in those cabins for the first night, and then we will pamper them. We will put them into a luxury inn with a spa and a restaurant um, the mm-hmm. second night, and we will do some pampering on Whidbey, too. 
Um, we won't be all just in, you know, backpacks and <laughs> and hiking boots. Um, there will be a chance for, for some whining and dining. But mm-hmm. on Camino, we have a lot of characters, again, to see. And the arts community is, is extremely vibrant there, as well as uh, just the, the interest in preserving, you know, the nature. So we'll be able to see some old farmers and do some zip lining. And the Center for Wooden Boats is there. And there'll be a lot to see. I want to go zip lining. This is this is neat. And so the other thing too is, you know, I was looking at the Cascade Loop uh, that you told me about, and and you know, going through your website again. And everyone, uh, let me just give a shout out for those. It's WhitbyCamanoIslands.com, and also uh, go to ifwtwa.org again uh, for Iftwa. But um, let's talk about the weather because you have four seasons. So tell us, you know, a little bit more what, it, what the weather's going to be like in May and what people should look at packing. and I mean, t- I think May must be nice and green and lush and, and beautiful. May is the beginning of spring. It really is the time when the farmers are out in the fields and the farmers' markets are open. And, but you can't expect um, you know, to bring layers because we never know for sure what the weather will bring. Um, it will be beautiful. Everything will be blooming and budding and, you know, gorgeous, but there always is a little bit of sprinkling here and there, and that's okay. You know, we're in the Northwest, sort of expected. Um, and I, I think you can probably expect it to be just about what May should be. Everything mm. just blooming like crazy, and um, we do have a lot of, you know, natural natural beauty that I think you'll start to see the mountains out because the skies mm. will be clearing, but you'll still see snow. We're actually surrounded by mountains on all sides. So we have wow. two different mountain ranges, which makes this a rain shadow. So there's a little less rain here. I think about 18 inches less than Seattle. But um, wow. we still have, you know, that, that being surrounded by the mountains, it gives you that sense of really being out in the wild. <laughs> Even though you're only, you know, an hour from Seattle, if you really need to get there, it could be done. Man, it just sounds so peaceful. See, it just feels like quality of life. So I want to know what the winter, winters are like. Yeah, what's what? Uh, I see what Nancy's doing. Yeah, you see. <laughs> well, I think our average temperature is about forty-five degrees, um, so it never really gets terribly cold. And if it does get cold, it only stays cold for a few days. Mm-hmm. And if we get a snow, it's just a little dusting of snow, just about the right time you want it. You know, right around Christmas and and the holidays. Cool. But otherwise, it's it's pretty mild. I mean, people golf year-round here. People fish year-round. Um, you know, you just have an extra sweatshirt and a, a nice built-in coat, <laughs> you know, a ski cap and, and get out mm. on the water. But you can still in, enjoy the outdoors, or you can stay inside next to the fire and watch the watch the ocean roll by. The little hot okay, this is this is this is just like sounding so perfect. You know, Linda Kassam, uh, the president of Iftwa, has been on our show talking about your region and, and the Pacific Northwest. And I know, Alan, you've been on our show talking about it and some of our other writers. And I'm just like, this sounds like a little piece of paradise. It mm. really does. The whole yeah. region, and it just seems like it's a quality of life. And I think you know we need to preserve this as much as we can in in our in our country because we do get so busy and bustling. And I'm not knocking cities and, and construction because all of that's going to happen and has to happen. But when places can uh, you know maintain their sense of place, their authenticity, their character, and also just have that you know fresh. It feels like fresh. Like you know when when I hear about these islands, Whidbey and Kamano, I feel like you're in a place with fresh air you know it it just feels so beautiful um alan 
are there good walks out there? I have to ask you. I mean, is, is, is it a good place for an easy one-hour walk? Absolutely. You can walk. Uh, there are so many places to take an easy walk uh, on Whidbey Island. Um, you know, just go to one of the state parks and you'll be uh, just have a network of trails to choose from that uh, might go from the bluff down to the beach uh, and back up. It's, you know, beautiful, you know, kind of picture um, forests with um, large ferns and understory undergrowth and uh, towering mm. fir trees um, and in uh, that sort of environment to walk through and then getting to a you know a pebble beach with uh, you know the rolling waves it's really a gorgeous place to go for a walk or you can do a, a town walk there are three mm. um, or four towns on the island uh, maybe more sherry I don't quote me there but um, the uh, you know just just walking through the town of Langley, uh, which is a great place for a stroll, or uh, the town of Coopville uh, makes for a great walk with lots to see along the way. In fact, you'll get really distracted by shops and galleries if you do that, but still it makes a great walk. Man, this is, this is my style. Now, Sherry, what about the farms? Are any of the farms and wineries open to visitors so we can take a walk through, you know, the, you know so we can see where our food comes from? <clears throat> I love that, you know. Um, you have so many small farms. I think that's incredible, and that it's, I mean, that's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot of yeah. 100 farms. There, there are a number of farms that are working together in a, it's sort of an umbrella called Whidbey Island Grown, and um, mm-hmm. they've been, you know, collaborative marketing each other, and so that you have an experience at a honey farm where you actually can, you know, Ooh. get suited up and meet with, <laughs> get close to the bees. Um, but that's, you know, by appointment. Um, there's a lavender farm that's open year-round. There's a, a number of farms that are, are working to find ways to interact more with the public, but in a way that's still mm. respectful to the farm and allows mm. the farmer to continue farming. And the artists have done the same. They've created, you know, year-round gallery tours rather than just once-a-year studio tour. Mm. So that there are a number of artists who have said, look, I, I'm willing to be open and I want to share with you my art. But, you know, these are the hours that I'm available to do that. And they've created a, actually a map and a guide that shows oh, you which which galleries you can, you know, and, and which studios are open. Um, mm. You know, I was going to say something about the quality of life you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, I noticed I noticed when I moved here, and it, it's funny because it, it's as if an island makes you a better person. Just living on an island does because everyone takes their grocery cart and puts them back. They go all the way back to put them in the store itself if they need to. I mean, and that, that kind of, of care for each other is something I hadn't experienced quite so mm. so intensely. Uh, it just makes you a better driver. Because <laughs> you, <know, laughs> you can't be mean to your neighbor, right? <laughs> the person is going to be the same meeting that you're hurrying to. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, there's something about that quality of life I think that we've been very lucky to preserve. And it doesn't mean that there isn't some development and growth happening, but it's just sort of happening in a way that, that's respectful in, of each other and as neighbors. So um, I think that's what drew me to be on an island. I can't wait to share it with people. We'll have a couple of hours of downtime in Langley itself. And we've worked that into that program so that the whole group of writers will have several hours to wander around the town and, and not feel hurried you know, but have a oh, chance nice. to discover some of the stories and stop into a tasting room or grab a coffee or have a couple of chocolatiers and, you know, 
Are you said chocolatiers. Oh, my. I did. See, but this is the thing that's so important is to have that breathing room so you can, you know, have that sense of place for yourself. Um, you know, one thing I wanted to touch on, too, um, is the travel marketplace, the tourism marketplace. Um, is that something um, that people can still apply to be part of? And if so, what kind of people or vendors are you, are you looking at being at the tourism marketplace, Alan? Yes, uh, certainly that is open for applications, and uh, uh, the tourism marketplace is really targeted for uh, 12 to 15 uh, destinations uh, to come and have an exhibit booth uh, where they're open for uh, the riders to, you know, stop by, visit, learn about the destination. Uh, It's going to be um, uh, on Monday afternoon. Uh, it'll last a couple of hours, so plenty of uh, face time with writers. And uh, the folks that we're expecting uh, will be interested in the tourism marketplace are primarily uh, destinations from around the Northwest, but hmm. we also always get destinations from around the country and even internationally. Uh, so, you know, who are interested in coming in and, and uh, just having face time with IFTWA writers. So we're open, really, to uh, anybody who's interested. You know, there's not an extreme vetting process. It's, you know, if you have a viable destination that, uh, you know, where you want to meet uh, travel writers, you know, you're probably in if you want if you want to uh, come to Whidbey Island. So it's pretty simple. And uh, the process will be uh, initially by invitation, but if anyone is interested in uh, making their interest known, they can uh, just get in touch with me at Allen, A-L-L-E-N, at iftwa.org. Excellent, excellent. And again, everyone, uh, go to iftwa.org. I also want to give a shout-out to um, your magazine, so you can go to nwtravelmag.com because it's a beautiful, beautiful magazine, and they're also on Facebook and, and all of that good stuff. But I encourage you to go and check it out because when you're going up to that region, you guys cover it, but it's you, you cover not just travel, but you put the lifestyle in there too. With 40 years of experience, thousands of investors, a proven track record, and more than $3 billion in assets under management, Reef provides exceptional commercial real estate investment offerings at the click of a button. Visit us at rreaf.com backslash investor. We own and operate all our properties, and that's important because we have skin in the game. Unlike the middleman, you can call or visit us anytime. Hedge market volatility with our lucrative offerings, open to accredited investors only. Visit rreaf.com backslash investor. Ever wonder what separates cloud innovators? Find out. Download the Deloitte U.S. Future of Cloud Survey Report, closing the cloud strategy, technology, and innovation gap at Deloitte.com slash U.S. slash cloud survey. Deloitte. Which I think is, we do. is so important. Yes, the, the title of the magazine is actually Northwest Travel and Life, and mm-hmm. uh, we do include lifestyle elements in the magazine that, you know, is, is uh, everything from shopping to food to uh, beverages, uh, mostly adult beverages, and... Uh, <laughs> There's a Yay. lot of that happening in the Northwest. <laughs> and, That's why we, uh, we have cover... easy hikes, easy walks, because easy, we're easy walks. As we, we do scroll. cover a lot of easy walks. And we cover <laughs> Alaska, British Columbia, Washington, Oregon, Idaho, and Montana. Wow. And that's pretty much my travel beat. Uh, so I yeah. get to experience the best of that region. It's, it's pretty terrific. That's why you get to see so many bears. I know. It I is know, true. But now... 
Yeah. And I, and I just have to say, I'm not I'm not just saying this because Sherry's on the on the uh, show with us, but mm. I do want to say that of all of the destinations in those uh, six places that I just mentioned, Whidbey Island is truly one of my favorites. Um, it's mm. proximity to Seattle. Uh, you know, it's easy to get to, and everything you've heard her describe is all absolutely true. It's it's just a gorgeous place to visit. I used to have a summer house on Whidbey Island, in fact, mm. um, and it was on the beach, and I loved mm. going up there. Mm. What uh, what other uh, wildlife would you see there? Oh I'm well, <laughs> I would I would commonly see eagles uh, when I go okay. there. Uh, that's that's pretty much a given. Um, if you don't see a deer, you're asleep. Okay. Uh, and uh, you know, I think uh, the marine mammals are the other mm-hmm. thing you'll see. You'll see seals, um, and definitely the time of year the conference is happening. You know, keep an eye out for uh, the gray whales and also orcas. Oh my! Wow. Okay, and then and then okay. So, Sherry, I want to go back to the Cascade Loop because you said something about coming through Olympia. So does that mean, Ooh. like, can you be close to Olympic Park? And, like, because we've done Mount Rainier, and I think that's one of the most, oh, that's, that's like paradise. I mean, they have a place called okay. Paradise, and I know, Alan, you know all about that amazing meadow yep. of wildflowers. Um, yeah. But so is amazing. Olympic, Sherry, is Olympic, Park, is Olympic National Park part of the Cascade Loop, and can you, is it easy to go from there to Whidbey and Camano mm-hmm. Islands? It's very easy to get to the Olympic Peninsula and the parks from Whidbey Island, but it's the other direction than the Cascade okay. Loop. So it's, uh, you just head from Whidbey Island over to Port Townsend, which is a very cute little seaport. We have a ferry that runs every 90 minutes, and you'll be, very, you'll be in the heart of the Olympic Peninsula, and the park oh is my just, you know, an hour away from the Oh, my gosh. This yeah. is so yeah. crazy because you're in Lewis and Clark country. You're it's like in everything. Got you a, have everything. It's got a rainforest. You have a rainforest yes. in your backyard. Right. You know, and, it, it and a volcanic it. mountain. It makes no sense to have a rainforest in the Do you get wildflowers <laughs> on the island and, and on the islands in spring? Oh, my gosh, yes. Yeah, so we also have porpoises. That's another uh, <gasps> beautiful <gasps> mammal that's in the water. I just love to watch porpoises. Mm. Uh, but, um, you know, the twi- twilight was you know, from the Forks area, which is on the peninsula. So we're not too far away from, from that, as well as then you mentioned the Cascade Loop, which takes you to Leavenworth and to Lake Chelan and to the North Cascade Mountains like Winthrop, um, these old western towns, um, apple country, grape country. So uh, it's, wow. it's just a really nice gateway to either direction. You can just get a little bit of everything, I think. Oh, my gosh, it sounds so amazing. Um uh, I, I really appreciate you both joining us to tell us what, uh, what's happening at the conference and to learn more about your area, area Sherry. It is, I mean, I've been following the IFTWA writers, you know, I, everybody hashtag IFTWA on Facebook, Twitter, and watch everyone, especially on Twitter, just start following that hashtag, and you'll go around the world. I'm telling you, you could just, you know, armchair and then, then plan your trip. I, you know, because they'll write about it, but it's so amazing to see everyone post pictures as they go somewhere. And I was watching all of this, and I'm like, this is crazy. And we, and it was especially in summer. Here we were over 100 degrees every day going, you know, it yeah. looks really cool looks and nice so over there. Yeah. <laughs> Just saying. So um, 
A beautiful, beautiful area that you have. Um, everybody, again, WhidbeyKamanoIsland.com uh, is the place to go to learn more about the region, and that's W-H-I-D as in dog, B as in boy, E-Y-C-A-M-A-N-O, WhidbeyKamanoIsland.com. I'm just proving I can spell, but I have sort cheat of, sheets. For yeah, now, kind anyway. of. Um, also, again, NWTravelMag.com for the Northwest Travel and Life magazine, and also keep up with Alan at AlanCox.org, and that's A-L-L-E-N. C-O-X, allencox.org. And for IFTWA, again, the conference is May 5th through 8th, 2018. So um, I would encourage you to go to ifwtwa.org. Um, if you're not a member, be a member, man. You'll get a deal on it, and it's such a cool place to connect with everybody and learn about trips, and uh, there's so many benefits on there. And uh, also they're on Facebook and on Twitter. Just go to ifwtwa. Uh, Alan, anything else before, before we play our special song for you guys? Oh, well, um, no, not about the conference. I think we've covered everything. But speaking of the Olympic Peninsula, I'm heading there right after this uh, this show to go to a mushroom seminar <gasps> at uh, in Olympic National Park at Lake Quinault Lodge. Wow. So I just wanted to put a plug in for that. Um, it should be a lot of fun. And I'll learn all about uh, mushrooms and have a whole bunch of mushroom recipes to put in the magazine, I think. Oh, and that's you know, exciting. There's all those little people who live in mushrooms. Yeah, those but... Little, <laughs> the, the little twinkly fairies. No, I know. You that's right. Fairyland. I'm hoping to meet I a know. few of them. I hope yeah. so. You know, the, the mushrooms are so cool because they're not a plant and they're not an animal. They're their own little genus. They're and, special. And they are, and, but their membranes are both plant and animal. There's a whole thing on it. It's like fish gills. We, we expect a report, plan. Alan. We want a full well, report I, on the mushrooms. I imagine I'll learn a lot about that this weekend. So even yeah, me. how exciting! How exciting, Sherry. Anything before you? Anything else before you leave us? Well, just to remind people, you know, life is short, and if you've been thinking about getting out to an island or exploring something different, I think that you should do it. Don't Absolutely. wait. Absolutely. I absolutely I agree. agree with you, and I think that's what travel is so important. And I want to give a shout out to all the travel writers out there because. It's a really, really cool way of, you know, living your life. It's hard work, and uh, it's, it's important cool. to go to these events yeah. and take that step with your careers. And I think it's just so cool that you, if it was there and these conferences are there and places like Whidbey and Kamano are out there to explore, yeah, life is short. Get out there and travel, meet people, and have a good time. Um, the song for you both, it's called The Island, The Sea, and You. It's a love song. Mm-hmm. And uh, it is by uh, world-famous uh, jazz singer Carmen Lundy. You can go to CarmenLundy.com. It's off of her very latest album called Code Noir. Uh, but I just figured since we're talking about islands in the ocean, this there would be go. a song for you. <laughs> All right. Thank you both for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. Enjoy your mushrooms, Alan. Yeah. All right. Take care. <laughs> Bye-bye. So kind of blue So 
With 40 years of experience, thousands of investors, a proven track record, and more than $3 billion in assets under management, Reef provides exceptional commercial real estate investment offerings at the click of a button. Visit us at rreaf.com backslash investor. We own and operate all our properties, and that's important because we have skin in the game. Unlike the middleman, you can call or visit us anytime. Hedge market volatility with our lucrative offerings, open to accredited investors only. Visit rreaf.com backslash investor. 